This week, the number one show on Netflix was Holiday in the Vineyards. <laughs> hey, Justin and Ashley. Yes, yes Dave. Dave. Why are people watching this? I don't know, Dave, but let's figure it out. So I almost forgot what I was supposed to say. It's been a long time. It's been a minute. So hello, everybody out there in podcasting land. We're back. We are back. We thought we had retired from this uh, lovely podcast. Why are people watching this? But here we all are. This Ashley... tremendous film came out, and we just said we cannot <laughs> yes. let this opportunity pass. Yes, that's right. This film is what brought us back. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, we thought we'd get together just for the holidays to have an excuse to see each other and that's hang out. It. That's 100% it. Yeah, yeah. Be- because it's been kind of sad not seeing you I, guys. I miss yeah. you old farts. Yeah, so yeah, we might... True. We might have to relaunch this podcast simply so that we can hang out, even though there's no one listening, probably. <laughs> yep. they, they probably, as soon as we said we were closing this feed down, they everyone just deleted everything and they didn't want to hear from us again. They were so hurt. Yeah, we'll get like 20 viewers for this episode. All right. <laughs> but that's fine. The 20 of you who are listening, welcome. Welcome, welcome. back. A warm holiday welcome. A warm holiday yuletide welcome <laughs> as we watched a Christmas movie. Now, I just picked this movie because on Netflix, it was in the top 10. Right. As a holiday movie. He just randomly grabbed it. So I was just like, well, let's pick a holiday movie yep. in the top 10. And boom, this is the one that came up. I don't know nothing about it, but I'm like, it's Christmas time. We're watching it. Yep. And we did. We did. Yep. I can't I... believe you guys did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, do you want to hear what Netflix has to say about this? Yes. What is the uh, synopsis officially from Netflix? While on a secret job for his mother's wine company, a man falls for the widow whose place he's renting. But will the truth spoil their Yuletide romance? <laughs> no, they used the Yuletide in there. They did use Yuletide. And they oh. used the word truth, which yeah. is odd. And was it Yuletide? <laughs> we'll get into that. That's a good question. We'll get into yeah. that. Um, okay, well then, it's time for our own synopses. <laughs> Who's going first? I shall. Okay. Um, I shall go first. Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis. Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis now. So I had, what did I have here? Uh, widow and mother of two lets fiat driving pretty boy renovate and live in her guest house in California's wine country, despite his having no credentials or calluses on his so-called carpenter hands. If you're looking for a Christmas movie, this one doesn't quite fit the bill, but if you like to daydream about living far away from snow and rich strangers swooping in to save the day, you may just enjoy it. Fair wow. enough. That was a longer synopsis than I think you've ever done. I, it was longer. It took four months to build up the energy <laughs> to yeah. write a synopsis. I am not, I am not tired anymore. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I'm rested. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the least Christmassy Christmas movie on Netflix, a twist on the Hallmark trope has a mama-coddled man-boy deceive a lot of nice people and children into, and including a grieving woman who seems to have no need for this man in her life. Eventually, his deceitful conniving creates an opportunity for him to come across as redeemed and lovable by essentially taking financial control of the townspeople he has grown to admire <laughs> for possessing all the appropriate human morals that he lacks. <laughs> Ho, ho, hold payment on my Netflix subscription, please. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh that good. is beautiful. Dave, you did have to resubscribe to Netflix just to watch this. I did, yeah. yeah and yeah. you got the added ad version. Yeah, said, I got the oh cheapest version you could get. Uh, yeah. How often are there ads in the ad version? Uh, I feel like there was probably 12 ads in this. Oh, oh my, my God. Yes. And how not... much is that per month? 
oh, it's like five, I don't know, seven bucks or something like oh that. My God. I, I don't but know. But you pay for every oh. every one of those ads takes That's, a little bit off your soul. Oh, my God. I couldn't do it. I don't know if yeah. I could do it. Yeah. But you had to, you sacrificed yourself for the podcast, Dave. I appreciate I did, that. Thank yeah. you. Thank well, you for that. Here's my, uh, <laughs> my synopsis. Uh, this is a heartwarming Christmas movie that doesn't seem to involve Christmas in any way whatsoever. <laughs> the premise is similar in structure and form to most pornography films. <laughs> a, a random hunky man is allowed to spend the night in the hot mom's unfinished garage oh, in exchange for taking off his shirt and helping her close up her rough opening oh, no. with a tightly fit, well-hung door. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are two adorable kids in the mix, so things were never going to get sexy. Instead, we learn about the Californian wine industry and snowboarding and how to install drywall. Despite the cheesiness and lack of on-screen chemistry between the supermodel leads, it's a charming enough film. I didn't hate it, and that might be the spiked eggnog talking, yo. Wow. <laughs> that was the good. Spiked eggnog. That's a great, yeah. That yep. bounced all over the place. Oh, uh, yeah. What was going to happen there? Pornography that was in there. Little, yeah. yeah, it got a little heavy there. Well hung did. door. Wow, well Unlike hung door. Unlike this movie, but I'm... Yes. <laughs> okay. The least sexy, sexy movie you're ever going to see. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. Well, what did you guys like? This was okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I wrote number one. The dialogue is not terrible. Really? I didn't mean it was good. I just meant it was not terrible. Because sometimes okay. it, like the writing is just like, oh That's my, true. what child wrote this? But they had some clever bits. Yeah. In Did, there, I yeah. thought. Yeah. I laughed out loud at least once or twice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, one of the lines. Okay, it's very, very corny, and and but I guess I was also in the festive spirit or something because I didn't mind it. Was uh, she says at some point, I don't remember if I think it was uh, the friend or I can't remember if it's the lead character or the friend that said this, but she said we don't have to split our hearts into two parts. We can double our love instead. Love is limitless or whatever. So she doesn't have to share her love between the hu- yes. you know, a new man and her kids. I thought that <laughs> whole scene there where yeah. it's like it's movie night for the family, and then the one kid is like, I don't want to share my family, yeah. and then she has this pretty protracted monologue about what, what you're saying. Yeah, I thought that was actually and I, and I liked that nice. it ended without bringing the guy in yeah. right? yes it's like, yeah, no, yeah it's okay to just not have this guy that we just met two weeks ago suddenly yeah. sharing movie night and with if us you, and it, listening to our kids if yes. your kids don't want this weird stranger here then I, I think this movie had a number of moves like that where it didn't do the expected tropey thing yeah. to, for the romance but actually the mature correct thing yeah. I'll, got, yeah I'll get into it more but that was one of them that scene yeah. was actually pretty I, good I cheered yeah. for that because I thought Justin will enjoy this because it's not child endangerment <laughs> it's it's <laughs> One instance in this movie that's not child endangerment. Yes, that, yeah, there, yeah, it does happen a little bit, but not. Yeah, the mom was looking out for the kids' emotional well-being in that moment yeah. and putting yeah. her, you know, own needs well below theirs, which yeah. was great. Yeah, good job, and, mom. But and 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 finding the balance of that too, and finding so. the balance. She didn't yeah. just deny herself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I enjoy. I thought the the leading guy, Josh Schmeckard. I don't know what the heck his name is, but the guy <laughs> who played Carter. Carter, whatever his name, mm. I didn't even know his name was in the film. I can't I, remember. I thought he carried this okay. I thought oh, yes. he was like, like you know, he's charming. It, yeah, like the, he come the the cad the, the role he plays is kind of like the 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 silly young man boy cad at the yep. first. He sheds that pretty easily, and he gets kind of 
You're kind of you're, you're kind of earnest. Do you believe in his earnestness? Yeah. Yes. And I didn't really believe him as the cad. Yeah. To be honest, he was kind of too charming. And he was a trust fund baby. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's just more spoiled than than sort of womanizing. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like they tried to throw in those two like models or whatever they were at the, at the first. Be- un- was, didn't believe but, it. But yeah. it was uh, it was unbelievable that he was like this womanizer. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that yeah. was odd. Okay. He, he was great, and also Omar Gooding, who plays Mo. I, yes. I like that guy. I, I, like I thought him. that was a good character. I he, thought it was Cuba Gooding Jr. for a minute, but I assume Omar Gooding is his brother. Uh huh. Oh, interesting. Mm, that makes Ooh, sense. Okay. Yeah. I also liked um, uh, Carly Gibson, who played uh, Cindy, the best friend. Right. So remember her, Ashley? Yep. Uh, yes. The best friend, because she was funny. And she she read her lines in a funny kind of way and was kind of quite charming. And it turns out she is um she you would know her from Broadway's Hairspray where uh, she played the main part and she oh, was on that that's forever. Who, oh, okay, yeah. that makes every, everything so she's makes got, more sense now. She's got good sort of like acting comedic chops. And so she, I thought she was you know because you always have that best friend with some you know, this one's kind of a lush or whatever. Yes, but like. It wasn't as awful as that best friend character usually is. She was actually quite charming. Okay. Right. Often the best, the slightly less attractive best friend character mm-hmm. is also very self-depreciating. And this one wasn't. I yeah. Think. She, was, she like, was kind of empowering of the... She was like, yeah, no, I'm, you know, I don't give a shit if, you know, you don't think I'm as good looking as you. I'm going to go get this guy. And she whatever. did. Yeah. She got Mo. She got yeah. Mo. And speaking of Mo, you were right. His older brother is Academy Award winning actor Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh. Yes. Well, he was... He held his own for sure as an yeah. actor. He was good. Probably had some acting lessons with his old big bro. <laughs> I don't know. His old big What's bro. Wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I liked it when they kept referring to each other as a sexy wine spy. Is everyone a sexy wine spy? Oh, true. I like the phrase good. sexy wine spy. Sexy wine spy. It was a funny bit. Yeah. It was actually, it was all right. Yeah. It was yeah. good. I liked the. Um, I like just the concept of buying local, supporting small businesses, you know, and, and even at the end, even even though it wasn't the intention of the, the mom and her big corporation to support local mm-hmm. businesses, his whole plan to, to basically pretend that they were buying, you know, they were that they were investing in local community wine and everyone just kind of being like, oh, that's a great idea. And the mom going along with it and stuff. I, I like th- I, I really I think that was a great ending, a great outcome for the movie because it's still kind of you're supporting the local community businesses. They're coming; it's big business and small business coming together mm-hmm. to to kind of. And we, I think, we need more of that in the world because it's really hard for local businesses, small businesses to to do big things on their own. And big mis- big corporations are usually kind of assholes. And in this case, there was a, a bit of a yeah. middle ground. That, Some heartwarming that was capitalism. Yeah. Yes. Heartwarming. Heartwarming capitalism. capitalism. Well, yeah. capitalism is the reality. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got to figure out ways to live and exist, coexist. <laughs> Wise words of this Yuletide, yeah. Ashley. I guess I am still tired. Uh, no, it was good. No. Okay. I, now, here's the thing. This is my favorite part of the whole movie, I think. Yeah. In the very end where you're talking about where he reveals this whole plan. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up there and he's like, I want to apologize to a woman. And we're all supposed to think it's going to be the grand gesture to his new girl. And he apologizes to the woman that he stood up at the altar or whatever. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I've been terrible. And then he doesn't even say anything to his new potential love interest, which is the subversion of expectation because Mm. you would expect him to get up there and do this grand gesture and fall in love. But instead, he just apologizes to the woman he should have apologized to and then doesn't even try and like Mac on the other lady. Yeah. Which was 
a very unexpected, mature thing for a romantic kind of cheesy movie to That's do. That's a good point. I thought yeah. that was impressive. I, yeah, and I think it, it serves to make him slightly more likable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I'll talk about that later. I think the third act is very rushed in this to try to redeem this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that makes him more likable because if he'd used that moment to like grandstand about his, it would have been a little bit too much. Exactly. About his yeah. love for this new woman. Yeah. So it was good. It felt yeah. more authentic. It felt authentic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoyed that this is a twist on the standard plot of like, uh, you know, a, a, a woman with a problem coming to a town. You know, a woman who, who can't quite get her shit together coming to a town. And then the guy somehow is the anchor that allows her to get her shit together. This woman didn't really need this guy at all. Like her life, True. aside from being kind of grieving for her husband in an appropriate way, um, she was like fine. She seemed to be parenting these kids. Did, great. Didn't kid. need rescuing. Yeah. yeah, she didn't need rescuing. She's a successful she had, real estate she agent. She was successful. She had friends. You know, she was uh, raising her children properly. And then this guy comes along who's like a train wreck. And she kind of, I don't know if she redeems him or he redeems himself or just the fact of her living as an example of somebody living an appropriate normal life turns his life into a more appropriate All he needed life. was, 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 a model, a role model. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So I, I appreciated that this. I mean, there were some pretty standard tropes in this, but it wasn't the standard Hallmark mm. Christmas story, right? Yeah, um, that's a good point. It was, yeah, because she could have been fine just without him, really. Even even right up through the end, like he sort of betrays her with when she finds out the truth, and then he's sort of interested in her still and she decides yeah okay i guess i can give this guy another shot or whatever but she didn't have to she nope. has full agency she has this full whole agency thing. Yeah. yeah it's true it's true yeah. oh that's a good point she was just in it like for the, the movie d more in postscript i don't know <laughs> yeah 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 um, anything else dave what about that construction montage listen i don't want to get into the carpentry okay, okay <laughs> we'll talk later about that dave what about those kids did because historically on this podcast we talk about your love or hatred for the child actors. What did you think of the child actors? I think I think the child actors were fine, right? I I always feel like in these movies, there's a, there's a point somewhere along where I, where I suddenly wake up and go, "Holy shit, who's looking after the kids?" Right? <laughs> and there were a few of those moments where I'm like, because yes. she's out there and they're drinking wine in the garage, and I'm yeah. assuming the kids are left unattended. Yeah, and they're still quite young to be left unattended in yep. the house. So there was moments like that. But I thought the kids were fine. They weren't like annoying and they were acting as appropriately as kids would act, I think. Okay. A big thumbs up from Dave on the kids in this movie. I would I say guess. a medium thumbs up. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't I think mean, he's ever going to give a big they thumbs didn't show, up. They were very well behaved children for people, for children whose dad had just died. And, you know, I would emotional expect emotional trauma. And... Yeah, I would expect a little more emotional, like uh, uh, instability. Mm-hmm. But. But I mean, they didn't get a whole lot of screen time. They were—they weren't the. the they, we were, this wasn't a film about the emotional trauma of these children. It was more. Um, it's true. It's true. <laughs> as far as background film. children, I think they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. We had a lot of nice things to say about this. Yeah. Strangely enough, I didn't think I was going to like it. But now, <laughs> see, it's like a love it fest. sneaks up on you. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Does that mean we get to grumble now? I guess so. All right. <laughs> Come on and tell me what you don't like. I'm gonna tell you what I don't like. Come on and hit me with your insights, grumbles and gripes. Oh, God. So, all right, Dave, you're. I don't know what you're about to let loose on the world, but I believe it has something to do with the construction. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I was gonna get mad about construction, but I mean, whatever. This guy comes to town and sells himself as a carpenter. Uh, I don't know. 
what can you say, right? Any anytime these these things happen in real life, it's like people it's people have been exposed to so much HGTV, they know what appropriate carpentry looks like. I mean, if that woman had come in and seen this guy laying there in a pile of broken drywall, he's like got two sheets of drywall hung all day. Yes, this is a question. And he, and he wrecked yeah. he wrecked it like the drywall's expensive, right? He broke a bunch he of her sheets. Yeah. He purpose. kicked it on purpose. Yeah. yeah, like I would think she would be a little bit like Okay, this is problematic. This guy clearly like she's very obviously giving him the benefit of the doubt, right? But, yeah. At that point, so. I, so I have a few questions about this, Dave. Yeah. So the drywall that he hung was on one wall with one outlet. Yeah. Which seems to have taken him a week. <laughs> um, yeah. Now I've seen you install drywall essentially in a in a space much more complicated than that in a few hours, <laughs> including like mudding and taping it all. Yeah. So what what the hell was going on there? How would you assess that? Incompetence? Well, I, yeah, I mean, but it's funny. Cause, but you know, oh, yeah, I did helping. my I did oh, my right. research online, but I mean, you know, it could he probably could have been a little more educated. Like if you watch it, you could watch a 10-minute YouTube video and figure this shit out, right? It's not like <laughs> rocket science. And he so. supposedly did that and it did not But but the yeah. part that was the more more complex is is suddenly this door is installed. It's this not is, just any door. It's like a like this door you have out here. Like yeah. it's a double swinging like oh patio, God. like patio style, like garden door, <laughs> which first of all, that little shop they go into, the hardware shop, no like, this guy just didn't have this out back. Yeah. Right? They no. had a special order. This it would have taken a long time to order it in. Months. Yeah. And then Especially gets, in the current climate. Gets delivered and then they, and it's just installed and it operates perfectly. Like it's very, oh I have difficulty installing double doors. Like they're very difficult to install. Mm. So his buddy must have helped him a lot with that one. Mo, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a question again. Is it? customary when you're working on a space like that that you would have the windows and the door just taped off with a bit of plastic and then you start drywalling and finishing the interior is that is that the way you do things not really i don't know california i don't know yeah i mean it was all just for show right like right you know but i it's it just it just kills me that the whole premise of their movie is that he's supposed to be a a terrible you know carpenter and he's but they they couldn't have put a little bit more thought and effort into how that would play out like in real life. Like just she, to make it slightly more believable, she would have been like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and and it's so it's I yes, I know that with TV and movies, there's a little bit of suspension of belief, and we're supposed to just go along with certain yeah. premises. But they, like just a little few small tweaks, and we would have been I, on board. I feel like this was kind of written by somebody who's never really done anything like handy. a trust fund baby yeah exactly and <laughs> he thinks how would we make this guy more authentic i know let's give him some carpentry skills right? yeah because for some reason like if you can do anything useful that makes you more like likable mm-hmm. makes you more mm-hmm. i don't know but this guy he he probably had a shit ton of skills he probably went to like top-notch ivy league yeah, schools he was a snowboarder marketing yeah like, like, like when he were... When yeah. he started doing that dancing stuff, I was like, oh, geez, like, why didn't we have this earlier, right? Like, yes. obviously, he's got sophisticated dance training. Like, he probably has some kind of skill set that would be and much more here's impressive. Another, here's another option for the movie, a totally different plot. They're, they already have the business. They are a collective of small, you know, wine growers, but they're having trouble getting their name out. They're having trouble building their business. And he comes along and he markets them. He's good at marketing and he's got connections and yeah, helps sure. them to build their business and get it, get the name out there. So in terms so of your question around believability, I think the the premise, the main start to the film is kind of ludicrous and that this woman meets a random man <laughs> driving a ludicrous car. Shows up at her, you know, at yeah. her place of work. Confused about how wine tasting works. <laughs> and then she's like, 
I like the cut of your jib. Why don't you come live in my garage and fix it? Just yeah. put like my in my house. house with my children. You should, you strange man. Yeah, should, I know nothing about you. Please come live in my house. Questionable choice as a mother. And that then I'm going odd. to leave and go off to work and leave my children in your care. It in your like care. Having yeah, never really known anything about you. And, yeah, and, and you've really the... taken you've really taken yeah. to my youngest child. Yeah, there's nothing weird about that. <laughs> yeah. She's awfully trusting. Because she, the only thing she knew about him was that he didn't understand how wine tasting worked or whatever because mm-hmm. he right. showed up. And that he was staying at the world's worst motel where she thought he might be a drug dealer. Yeah. And that he drives a Fiat. Yeah, which, by the way, I'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> but, but, like, but the fact that he was planning to stay at this sketchy hotel should have been a huge red flag. But instead, she's like, "Oh, that's a that's good news." Well, maybe maybe he just booked it because he doesn't know that it's a sketchy hotel. Sure, okay. So there's she's that giving possibility. Him, but still, but, so let's yeah. talk about the Fiat. No, okay. Tell us more about the Fiat because, but it, it's set up as like you get we already booked a car for you and then like a ferrari drives by and, she, and she's like no that's mine this is yours and a fiat 500 uh, yeah. pulls up and it's supposed to be so stupid and ludicrous and awful <laughs> that we're all supposed to laugh as an audience ha 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 yeah, yeah. you know what i say screw you because <laughs> I, I love the fiat 500 and that is a cool ass car i've is driven it? them around before i don't fit in them particularly well yeah. but but it is an amazing vehicle and i owned and drove around a fiat panda panda it's a it's like a it's like similar structurally but more boxy like driving mm. a toaster yeah. and it's the best car i've ever owned and i had to sell it when i moved to canada and i'm I've never been sadder about an object before than the fact that I lost my Fiat Panda. What made it the best car you ever? Because it was just—it's it, like a golf cart, in that, but it has a lot of zip. <laughs> right. You know, a so it was, a, it was a standard, For so a great urban car. Oh my yes. God! It parked anywhere. It, yes. it, you know, it wasn't great with hills or whatever, but like very maneuverable. An amazing vehicle, and that guy should be psyched to be driving such a cool ass <laughs> car. Yeah. It's oh not a—it doesn't make him sad. It makes him cool as hell. It does yeah. it. You know what? Yes. Okay. It does, <laughs> and so I'm. I'm. I was personally insulted by the fact that they use that car as a sign of him being a sad, a pathetic to, man. In in all fairness, in California, I feel like it probably would be a good car because you don't have snow. I mean, you do have mountains and hills and things like that, but maybe not so much in wine country. Maybe it's a little flatter than the coast. That car's amazing everywhere. I drove <laughs> yeah. my Fiat Panda to Austria, up and through the Alps and shit. Okay. Wow. It can handle it. Okay. And very good on gas mileage. Oh my great. God. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It practically right. earns money for you. That's how little gas <laughs> All right. it is. Well, uses. we're not selling fiats. We're here to do a podcast. Yet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What are some other dislikes? I, uh, the level of acceptance for deception in this movie troubled me. <laughs> like, I felt, I felt like, you know, this whole thing, of course, and usually these have this whole thing, right, where there's some kind of deception happening, right? But this was very, this was pretty intense deception, right? Yeah. Like, he came in, and he was, like, playing with these kids and bonding with these kids, all based completely on a lie. Like, his identity was a complete yes. lie. Um, even he misrepresented himself. Like, what do you do? Like, he, he lied, bold-faced lied to this woman's face, gained her trust, lived in her house, lied to everyone else in the town, right? Yeah. Um, so everybody took this guy in, was very warm and kind to this guy. He lied to all of them. And then the third act hits. And I, I kept waiting for the, you know, 
the big reveal, the blow up, the blow up mm-hmm. right? Which usually happens somewhere around the middle, and then there's a, a period where they ma- sad. The, the main character <laughs> has to go away, yeah, um, to recover, and then comes back and gains everybody's trust. But that was crammed really tightly, it was super fa- into it was the, the third party. act, right? Like, the, it, like yeah, Mo punched him in the gut. And that was the, and that was it. That, that was, was the end resolution. Of it. He's redeemed. Yeah, yeah, and it, that was the redemption, right? And the arc was so sudden. And even with her, right? Like, she had that moment where she was like, "I can't," you know. So this was all a lie. And then she storms off. And the next time we see her, she's she's just she's, him. she's talking to her friend, and she's already like warming back up to him. Yes. with her friend. So I was like, "Wow!" Either like they just didn't have time to put that whole section in where he has to slowly build their trust. Or we just, as a culture, have accepted this level of deception oh in everything God. we do, it's right? Wrong. And it's he, just like, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, he lied about everything, but yeah, he's he's making better, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. And he also lied during the 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 reveal because when he was revealing his his ploy, his deception, he said something like, "It was before I I did this before I knew how special your community was," and that was calling his mother to tell her how much to bid to outbid them. Because they outbid his mother's company outbid them by like five fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. It wasn't very much money anyway, and so that was how the whole reveal of the deception happened. Because they asked, "Well, how would they know exactly how much to bid so that they could win?" And he's like, "It was me. I did it." Yeah. And then he's telling them, "Oh no, it was before I knew how special your community was it, and how wonderful he, you were." But all. he already knew about exactly. It. Yeah. He totally was. That's a total lie. He knew and he did it anyway. Listen, it's like Oprah says. When someone shows you who they are, right. believe them. Yes. Yeah. That's which, a good point. Which I, I don't mean to hog the airtime here, but, no, no, go. but that leads me to my only other gripe was, is this guy actually redeemed or is he still problematic, right? Like what has really changed with this guy? Basically, he just still brought this company in under his mother's umbrella, right? Yep. So he's still this mama's boy. He has to go to his mama in the final scene to get her approval for you know do you do you love me and 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 are you proud of me right so and he goes then she goes go back to your woman and he just immediately goes and does (laughs) exactly so i'm like moving forward isn't she still gonna he control her her puppet right like so she's always gonna be this woman like telling him what to do he's always still gonna be this coddled mama's boy you're not wrong dude. and so So as they move because often in these movies they move off and you don't really have you don't sit back you know in the darkness of your room and start thinking what the future is gonna look like for these people (laughs) because it's kind of been all resolved but this didn't feel like that to me i felt like this guy's still like there's some problems here the basis for his whole everything is still really problematic right like he didn't get fixed he didn't get fixed he's still this like coddled mama's boy he's still like He's still like the town. They've still exploited this town in a way, right? They've gone in and now he's in control of the town. He's in control of their financial future, right? But it's and not even him. His mother is, which through him he'll be the proxy. Yeah. So and Hmm. and the only thing that he's saved them from, quote unquote, saved them is that now instead of the the Baldwin wines coming in and completely just overhauling everything, they're going to work with the local community people, which is better. But the better option would for would have been for him not to give call them in the control freaking, yeah yeah yeah, uh. yeah to, so, to be like we're gonna actually set up a cooperative yes exactly mm. and we're gonna rescind and, our bid yeah and i will be you know i'll be the hands-off financial backer for this cooperative <laughs> or something like yeah. that that would have been better yeah, yeah. would have yeah so are we gonna talk about the fact that this is a christmas movie with zero christmas <laughs> no it? christmas at all like the most uh, christmas you get is them snowboarding on gravel 
Like, uh, I'm not joking. Their like snowboards. I forgot it was a Christmas movie yeah. until they got to the the like wine tasting <sighs> event and there was a Christmas tree and I'm like, oh yeah. right, that's right. And that was the only hint in oh, the whole ex- movie. And then he dresses up as Santa for some oh, weird reason. For no reason. But then at immediately all. takes the outfit off. Yeah, you're right. This there was no reason for this to be a Christmas not movie. At it all. had nothing to do with Christmas. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was no holiday spirit or holiday magic or no. like it just it didn't feel and of course I wonder, the setting was... I wonder if they see you because I was there's one scene when they're at this final banquet or whatever and I was looking in the background and there was a fire on in the fireplace and it was obviously a CGI fire <laughs> yeah and I was wondering they were like well geez we got to put this film out and you know it's kind of there's no real hook to it Let's make it a Christmas movie, and then they just CGI'd in Christmas trees. Because did they ever? Right. The only oh thing they God. ever said about Christmas was he said, she said, "Oh, at the very first, the deal is going to close on December twenty fourth." And he goes, "You mean the day before Christmas or Christmas Eve?" Oh my God! But really, they didn't allude to that anywhere else yeah. except That's the final, it. the party. So they could have filmed a, that after, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it or in they there. popped. They like they did the initial screening, and they're like, "It's missing Christmas," and they just quickly <laughs> filmed yeah, they that. Put a part. Christmas tree in the background here, even, a couple ornaments over there. Oh my God! Even the whole. I, I, even the whole snowboarding thing like they're he's he's supposedly he's a, a good snowboarder and he's teaching them how to do it and he knows how to do it and yet he's there on gravel with these snowboards completely wrecking them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you're gonna totally mess up your board like that but like oh my god can we just i want to give a quick shout out to the band that was playing at that at that event because yeah. i don't know if you saw those two guys back there but they no. looked thoroughly uninterested in being in this movie (laughs) like they were dressed shabbily Uh, they did not smile like he's giving his heartfelt speech and then the keyboard player is just back there scowling oh my god I don't know what was going on with those two guys I feel like they were a real band that was hired and then they had to spend like 12 hours on set playing the same song over and over and they were just like I hate this so lame man I thought this was going to be cool but it sucks oh my god not paying me anywhere near enough Um, I have another big gripe uh, the suspension of disbelief or sp- suspension of belief, sorry, uh, or whatever. I've, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> um, the unsuspension of disbelief. The non-belief in the suspending of your previously held beliefs vis-a-vis. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what is Mo getting out of this? Why is he, how are we supposed to believe that he is going to be best friends with this rando who comes into his shop and then drinks a bunch of his wine and spits it all over him. And then he's just totally best was, friends with them. It was weird why Mo was so smitten with this man. Immediately. Like, I will help you. I will bring them. I will, like, move all of this luggage yeah, over I'll just, to you. I'll and... just give up my day yes. job and come help you. And I will help project. you deceive this woman that you're in love with. <laughs> yeah, you. Like, it's kind of creepy. And then even after he his big deceit happens, he punches them in the stomach once. And then he's like, let's figure out how to make this work. And... Also, Dave, was Mo dressed like a contractor? Like, I've never <laughs> the, seen a... The weird little, like, fedora or whatever yeah, he had on. Not... I've seen a lot of a contract. No, he looked like a jazz musician. <laughs> yes, like, yeah, I, I was just, it was so weird. I was like, what do you what do you mean? And then yeah, like just the store, they go out back to get the drywall and it's just like on it's just yeah, on a trolley. It's like, where's, the, not... where's the rest of the drywall? It was I... like eight pieces of drywall. <laughs> I could not suspend my disbelief. It was very mm. much relevant and and there and I'm like, I hear this you. doesn't make this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they really had to push him to be the the best friend, right? Like what is he getting out of all of this? Like I don't know. Like yeah. he, I guess his wine was used in the final scene when he's you know well, I also don't understand why uh, first of all, I don't understand what is his winemaking process in that garage? Is he just blending wines cuz it seems like they were made somewhere else and he's just So I didn't understand this yeah. garage blending experience. 
it was weird. But also, like, he made a wine a few years ago that was so good that these wine experts from around the world were like, this is an amazing, I would buy this. And yet, all the wines he was having this other guy taste, he was like, this is the most disgusting (laughs) thing. I have to spit it out. It's so vile. It's like drinking bleach. So how did that same man make the uh, uh, such a good wine just pre like a few years earlier what had happened to him he it's lost all, his touch it's magic man. maybe it was the dead husband <laughs> okay <laughs> because they were making stuff together um oh, and so maybe the the that guy was and all of his wines were good remember because he had all those oh, wines yeah in the house. No, also like those ooh. were wines he collected from the community that's oh, true. I see. But also that let's talk about that scene for a second. So they open up wine after wine after wine. And they, they go, don't finish. They them. don't. I think they just had a glass of each. It was and awful. Then, I was like, "What are you doing?" It's fine if this was like a wine tasting event or, or something. You're trying to convince someone to buy the wine, but these are the special wines that this yes. guy had been saving, and they just they open them all. There's no way those wines are going to be good unless no. someone drinks them in the next day or two yeah, yeah. and yet he they just spoiled five or six of them it was so hard to watch it was hard to watch it was so hard to watch yeah <sighs> totally insane anyway all right <laughs> is that are we done yelling about all these things yeah Why and, you know what i have one more gripe oh. sorry uh mo mo has a nickname for this this guy and whatever his name was uh-huh. he calls him young buck Young Every buck. single scene, he's like, "Hey, young, young buck. buck!" I think they were the same age. I'm like, "Why are you?" I think this again, <laughs> this is like a movie, like people who have never been in a carpentry scenario young or like a tr- buck. never set foot in a hardware store. We're like, "How would a hardware store guy oh, young talk?" Buck. As, as opposed <laughs> young to you, buck. fucking idiot. Yeah, bud. A, hey, bud. Young buck. Yeah, it young was buck. So that, weird. that sounds like an authentic thing. A guy, <laughs> That's, a a jazz, wears a sweater vest, right? A jazz musician oh working working at, in a in a hardware store that looks like a general store oh. from like <laughs> the nineteen twenties. Just... <laughs> it was so egregious. Every time he said it, I was like, "Oh, ugh, no." Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of confusing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, and it, it just that's just that Mo was like, yeah, no, I've deceived a lot of women in my time. Let <laughs> yeah. me help you out with this young buck. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a just terrible, new- and you're not really a carpenter. But don't worry, I'll help you get your girl. <laughs> you're just new to the ways of deceiving young widows in oh in town. God. Maybe that's why he forgave him so quickly. He's yes, like, ooh, Actually, you're a, a very good, good deceiver, young buck. I'm gonna help you. <laughs> I'm gonna help you again. We'll be yeah. best friends. Oh, Deceive right. women everywhere. Oh no, that's wild. Less wholesome than we thought. What about something that didn't need to be in here? This didn't need to be in there. Why oh why did they include this scene? This didn't need to be in there. Tell me what were they thinking? I actually have a. Uh, the opposite. I have something I thought needed to be in this movie. They never showed any footage or anything of the dead husband. Like they didn't have any flashbacks to when whatever his name was, Chris. Um, th- like they they're trying to make this show very deep. They have a lot of comments about her moving on and her trying to become um, get back into the dating scene, but feeling guilty and not not sure if she should. And because they had such a deep relationship, they talk about how he had cancer. Her friend was his nurse. Like this was a, they so, seem to be making it a big deal. So you wish that there were more scenes of this man dying of cancer? 
I want no. I want to see scenes of of the family before he died. Okay, make so, like, your scenes... Yuletide gay. <laughs> like I think they could have done one. They could have done one flashback to show the dad, to show the relationship, or just to because they're trying to get some kind of a, an emotional reaction from us as the audience, but they're not giving us anything to work with here. Like I have no emotional attachment to this dead guy because he they. They just talk about him sporadically throughout the movie, but we never see anything. It's never, I don't know. I just, I feel like it would have been, it would have given a bit of depth okay. that they were trying I did, I to I think infuse. there probably just wasn't enough space in this movie because I think, if anything, they're trying to outpace the grief. Yeah, part. Because you're right. if she was st- uh, still a grieving widow, this would come off as a little creepy, right? Oh, this guy's, that's true. Like, yeah. So it we got to make her move to like invite him over and try and kiss him weirder. Yeah, because she didn't really show any outward grieving emotions no really. aside yeah. from alluding to you know there's a few sad moments or the kids were sad or whatever but she, she was talking to her friend over wine and they had some sad thingies yeah but that might have been the only time but i think yeah anytime when you've got the grieving widow and then some guys trying to make a play for her i think they're trying to get that grieving yeah. part like as far back in the past as yeah, they can yeah. makes but sense but then why throw in well in that case then the whole None of the scenes where they go into detail on him dying of cancer and that that's that that'll be my scene that didn't need to be there is them okay. talking about so him all dying or nothing. Of you either yeah. give us more cancer or cut <laughs> the cancer yeah. out. <laughs> either make this an entire yeah, just yeah. him slowly just d- diminishing away. Yeah, and the dying. First Twenty minutes is yeah. just this guy's <laughs> just a montage. like a Disney movie. Yeah, yes. like, you know what I mean. Yeah, let's just see like the see how they die. Montage. Oh yeah. So for me, the Wait. scene that didn't need to be in there was the snowboarding scene mm. on that. Because when they started constructing something, I'm like, oh man, he's gonna build a sweet ass half pipe or some crazy like. I'm like, I cannot wait. This is gonna be, and it was the most pathetic <laughs> ramp with this like faux like grass on it. It oh looked so rinky dink and stupid that I'm like, this is humiliating. Well, he's not a carpenter. <laughs> no, but Mo was there. It was oh, humiliating yeah. for everybody. It's true. The, it's the true. people who made this movie. Well, Mo is not a carpenter. He's a jazz musician. I know. We've already determined. And then they this. wrapped the kids in bubble wrap, which was so, <laughs> oh, was weird. so weird. And then that kid kept falling, and I thought he was dying because he really fell off the side of the ramp. Yeah, he was like the, to... the ramp was like. It, really, they just kept sliding right off the side. I'm like, oh my dangerous. lord, somebody's going to break an yeah, arm. It was so dumb. And they set it up on gravel. Like, yes. It was like... <laughs> Everything about it was so awkward stupid. and not charming. And I think just because of how awkward it was, it should not have been in the movie. I agree. Yeah. Any of, yeah. Anything to do with the snowboarding. It's, but yeah. Like, ugh. yeah. I, I had this, the snowboarding ramp too. Oh, I really? Think, yeah. And I think it's <laughs> they had to put it in there because they needed a moment where like he was showing like because because him finishing the room wasn't enough yeah he had to take the initiative on something right the room was kind of foisted on him and he had to do it to finish it because you know his whole thing was i finally finished something in my life or whatever (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. so this was like him actually taking the initiative to do something that was unselfish Mm. right so they needed something well you're right doesn't it these two kids were obviously (laughs) into skateboarding Dude was a skateboarder. Build a half pipe, yes. right? Yeah. I was like, oh, I saw him going with the flexible also, plywood. Yes. Like, they're they're trying to pit, like, they're trying to push Christmas on this movie so hard. Yeah. And maybe it, it originally was skateboarding, and then when they decided that they needed it to be Christmas, they were like, we'll just make it snowboarding. Oh. Maybe that's yeah. what happened. Maybe it was maybe you're right because be they did start out skateboarding. Oh, they yeah. did. And he was showing them tricks of yes, skateboarding. Yes, he was, and he was which very would, good. Which would be a lot more interesting than here's how you steer when you're. 
when you're snowboarding. Yes. Rock oh forward on your toes. And that went on for again, an hour. Just destroying these snowboards. But you're, you're right. Like, like uh, that that ramp will be an eyesore in like a week and a half. It's right? going to be get... like, for God's sakes, who's going to take down this ramp? Oh, my God. And she's <laughs> going to be like constantly worried about it. It was kid. a one-time use ramp. But yeah. apparently she just leaves her children and then goes off to God knows where anyway. So. And I feel uh. like, I don't know. I'd have to go back and check. But along the edge of the ramp were like bales of fiberglass insulation, I feel oh. like. Oh, no. It's the first time it's going to rain. It's just going to be this mess of like oh. in, old wet insulation over there. Yeah. The kids are all going to be itchy because they're all covered yeah, in insulation. Glass oh fiberglass in their eyes. Oh yeah. My somebody's going to have to bubble wrap them every time they want to use the thing. <sighs> all right. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page about that, Dave. That's weird. Yeah. All right. What, a so scene, weird. what about a scene you wish you were in? I wish I was in that scene. It's really freaking cool. Yeah, really freaking cool. I wish I was in that scene. Don't you? I had, well, okay. I, I obviously I wanted to be, I, I wanted to be in the drywall scene, but I wanted, <laughs> but I wanted to be there with you, Dave, because I oh. wanted, I wanted to see you berate him for his terrible carpentry skills or at least teach him to do it better, but, or just give him a good quick punch in the gut like Mo did when he purposefully <laughs> You want to see Dave assault a man. Yeah. Is what you want. Yeah. Because he was like, so rude to that drywall. It was just hard to watch. I don't know. Yeah. The drywall didn't even get me started. And, like he's, <laughs> he just abandoned it halfway through. He's like, because he had to go somewhere. And yep. Mo, Mo was like, oh, come on. I'm here. And they're going to go build a ramp. And he was he like half done <laughs> filling this crack. Oh, and oh yeah. So that the, the compound dried out. I'm like, as I saw that, I'm like, no, <laughs> oh no, no, no. God. Use it up. Use it up. I can see cracks. Well, and it's funny that they would choose a wall because like crack filling is extremely difficult to, you've done a lot of crack filling, Justin. You know how. (laughs) You've done a lot of cracks. It's not easy. No, I'm very, very bad at it. It Well, even if you have some skills, it's hard to make it look good. And he's based, so his legacy is this shittily crack filled (laughs) wall that he did for this woman, right? Yeah. So every time they're sitting there in this thing, like that'll be the thing that'll break their relationship years down the road. She'll be like looking at this sitting wall. there just glowering at this wall. <laughs> and going, reminded of how he deceived her. Yeah, oh this, this is the wall of deception, basically. Oh wall of shame the and deception. Wall of shame and deception. I yeah. love that. The other I had another really quick one was that when he's taken off his Santa outfit that he put on for some reason, I would I just wanted to be in the audience and be like, put it back on. Like it was, it was odd that he had to strip thing down completely. It was so stupid. I thought always oh, gonna take the hat off because then you can see his face and it's better acting. Acting. Yeah. But then why take the whole costume? It made and, no sense. And the eyebrows, but why eyebrows right. at all? There's no need so for those. Weird. It was so weird. It was just again pushing Christmas onto this movie that probably wasn't ever made to be a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Okay. So, uh, do you want to go, Dave, with your scene? I, I just wished I was kind of in the scene where he's announcing this big plan, but he hasn't announced to any of the townspeople. No. Right? No. And he's just saying, "This is how we're going to do it." I would be like to one of the townspeople and be like, "Can I just see the profit?" The, the profit sharing yeah. <laughs> on this. I'd like to see some financial statements mm-hmm. before I actually commit to any of this, right? Like, <laughs> oh if I'm going to be God. part of your, like, uh, craft uh, winery set, set up, I want to know. How much money are you giving us? Yeah, yeah. I want to know what my involvement yeah. is in this. I want to yeah. see some, like, a proposal, something, right? <laughs> Again, this guy's not a good man. No. <laughs> He's not a good person. No, you're right. He just decided for the whole time. No redemption. How it was no, be. you're right. You're totally so, right. Uh, so, I would like to have been in uh, two scenes as either the director or the cinematographer where the two main characters kiss. Yeah. Because in Hollywood, you know, you have that, you don't want to kiss on the lips thing. So you sort of kiss below and above the lip, but I've never seen it 
to the extent that, that these two actors did, where she was just full on like kissing his chin. Ew. Like she was nowhere near his lips. And he must have been away. like kissing like up her nose or something. They they were so keen to not kiss each other's on the lips that it made me wonder like, do these actors hate each other? Oh, Are they no. repulsed by each other? Oh, Does no. one of them have like really bad breath or something? Mm-hmm. Like, what is causing them to be so far off the mark that it's thoroughly unbelievable? So as a cinematographer, I would have filmed it from a different angle so we didn't see how uh. how badly, like, she was kissing his chin. Or as the director, I would have been like, look, this isn't working. Like, we're going to get a stunt double or something. Or, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it just, because it looked so thoroughly unromantic. So is that a thing in Hollywood where they try not to kiss on the lips? Yes. Is that what you're yeah, saying? yeah. You kiss just below the lip. Why? Why? Uh, I think there's a sort of intimacy to the sort of wetness of a lip. You know what <laughs> oh, I mean? Yeah, okay. Where you can, yeah, right. Like, so yeah. it's like when you're kissing your grandma on the cheek. Okay, that seems right. okay because you're not like mm. it's not an open orifice that you're right cramming Smash your face on. into, right? <laughs> oh, so as God. soon as there's like a wet orifice, it's suddenly more intimate. So I think that, <laughs> like, I think I feel like they were. If you just keep it dry and away from the okay. mouth part, it seems less invasive i would think now i'm going to watch for that in every hollywood movie thank you justin you'll see it quite a bit and sometimes when there are actors fully going at it you're like oh wow these guys they're committed to this role or whatever that's really interesting but a lot of the time you'll see especially with these sort of romantic kisses at the end of a movie it's like it's just not lips on lips but this was crazy it was so far i have to go back and look at that and he had a beard too and he had a beard so that's i I think that's part of what made me weirded out because like she would have been kissing his stubble with her sensitive (laughs) lips and i'm just like i don't know man it's yucky doing that is yucky yeah and it took it you know it just took me out of it (laughs) i believe the story fully you were so into it yeah until that happened yeah Yeah. all of your disbelief you you thought it was going to turn pornographic up until that point. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, these they don't need an intimacy coordinator because it's not intimate. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Okay. Um. Does anybody have any trivia? It's time for trivia. What do you know? I know something that I googled just now. Did you learn anything that I didn't know? I learned something that I googled just now. Oh. My only trivia was that that one lady was on the Broadway show, and I've I, and we did find out that his older brother was was you know. yep. Dave, did you I, have other? I trivia? have two tiny bits of trivia. Los Ooh. Santos, where this town is fake, is a fake town based on Lodi, California, oh. I think. But oh. also, Los Santos is a fictional city in Grand Theft Auto in the Grand Theft Auto <gasps> franchise. Oh, interesting. interesting. Which Same. is coming out with a new game. Very. That's exciting. right. People um, are very excited. Also, this Garage East. That's a real thing, yes. right? Which is a real thing, which is actually, yeah, like garage-based wine. Yeah, it's garage-based oh. winemaking. Started in, in the Bordeaux region. Oh. I read that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I looked so, at because I was Googling that as well. So yeah. it's like small batch that could be conceivably made in a garage. Basically. And it's sort of, you're skewing the, you're, instead of, you're just making wines in, in your own way, not doing it the traditional way. And yeah, I read something about like where, you know... Terroir doesn't matter. I think it said so. You're not you're not concerned with where the grapes are from or what the no. special properties of the grapes are. You're just mixing shit together in your base yeah. <laughs> in your basement. Oh. Yeah, you're like a scientist. That's <laughs> so yeah. So maybe what this guy was doing that I was weirded out by. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah, like you just go in your garage and start adding weird chemicals into a bucket and just see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, just a little bit of diesel. Well, if fuel. they want some good garage wines, they can come to Newfoundland. I mean, <laughs> like moonshine. Yeah, uh, no, there. Like but there's a lot wine. of <laughs> toilet wine. For some reason, I, we had a lot of friends in Newfoundland when we lived there who just made their own wine in their house 
and it was it was quite tasty. Yeah, we used to make it here just because yeah. it's cheaper. <laughs> it's cheap. It's easy. But it, they weren't doing it at a make-your-own-wine store or anything just like that. The, yeah, just yeah. Literally, they were just doing it on their own in a bucket. <laughs> well, there used to be this, this wine called Wonder Wine that you would just make <laughs> under your bed. Basically. Oh, my Lord. It was just like a fermented wine-making oh. kit. Well, the first, the first alcohol I ever drank was... Um, some apple cider that we had as kids that my friend put in a closet. Oh yeah, my my dad my dad grew up on an apple farm, uh-huh. and that was they always had jugs of cider that they would just leave under the floorboards. Oh my yeah, god, because it was then, illegal to have like yeah homemade cider. And, and people when they came over to visit, you'd pull out the pull out the jugs yeah, from so, under the floorboards. That's what we did. I got real sick off of it. Oh yeah. no, oh no, fermented cider. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I mean, this is the traditional time when we would ask what we're watching next but we don't know we don't because we, we don't, don't care and we, we don't, don't care because <laughs> we don't know if we're ever coming back this it's may be so the last freeing. you hear of us oh yeah. i love it although that seems unlikely we <laughs> we keep we're like the herpes of podcasts we just <laughs> we keep coming back when you least expect yeah, it there's a player up think the herpes of podcast just when you think your viral load is at its lowest <laughs> we come raging back yeah all over your lips yep. oh no um yeah so we may very well be back sooner than later because this is fun and i miss hanging around with you guys and yeah. nice talking about out. bad movies we we're too busy otherwise we just were like you got time no you got uh, the next i know note. well yeah. we'll see we'll see if we can make some time maybe yeah. not as regularly as we've done in the past but yeah. um, i'm just gonna go ahead and let my netflix subscription lapse though and every will... yep I think that's the prudent choice. That's probably Please a do, wise Because I took a quick perusal about what's in the top 10, and I'm like, what is no. going on and over we, there at Netflix? No thanks, and we Netflix. can do the thing like uh, Ashley was saying, like try other platforms, yeah. or maybe even go into a real current movie out of the movie theater. <gasps> Let's oh. go to a movie theater. Let's try that. Oh my wow. gosh, Justin. And just set up live in the movie theater. <laughs> or do a watch along, you know, like a watch along where we watch we watch it live and then people can start at the same time we that'd start. Be and so fun. That's the thing. That'd be yeah. fun. Well, we'll mix it up. Fun little random we're, stuff. We're going to mix it up for 2024, yo. All right. Yep. So get, buckle in, audience. <laughs> buckle up. Buckle up. Strap buckle in. Up. Strap buckle in. On. Buckle on. Strap on. <laughs> None of these are correct terms. Get ready for your podcasting herpes because we will be back in 2024. Strap on, folks. Strap Strap on. on. And goodbye. See ya. Bye. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you can do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. If you got a bit of extra cash to kick around and want to support the show financially, check us out on whyarepeoplewatchingthis.com. There's a link there to support the show. The music you hear during the show is written and produced by me and my very talented wife. Why Are People Watching This is a production of Outside the Lines Press with support from the Black Box Collective and Anaganish Improv.